0: So as we read out of John 20, verses 19 through 31. On the evening of that day, the first day of the week, doors being locked, where the disciples were in fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. They said to him again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive any sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you withhold forgiveness from any, it is withheld. Now, Thomas, one of the twelve, called the twin, was not with them when Jesus came. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Put out your hand and place it in my side. Do not disbelieve, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord, my God. Jesus said to him, You have believed because you have seen me. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of, of the disciples, which were not written in this book, but these were written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name
1: well, after the scripture reading, I feel like I have to do a prayer now shows how <laughs> do you feel like that too shows how accustomed we get to root, routines and, and rituals, and we we need not do that, not that a prayer is ever bad. We could uh, stay here and we could come and pray the whole time almost, but uh, now let's get into this lesson. I've entitled the lesson, um, and did everybody, were you able to get a proclaimer? We were slow on the printing today. Anybody need one, raise your hand and you, we'll, we'll get one to you. So just one up here in the front. The outline is before you. The the title of the lesson is Wrestling with Faith, um, and we're going to see that in the example of the one that we have here. Uh, of, of Thomas and he was he was you know struggling with this new information just working through it wrestling uh, with it and there's you know based on the title you could kind of go in all different directions with what do you mean by wrestling with faith um, I was going to entitle it wrestling with God but it's just just the idea of life is we're here struggling and wrestling through things, just life is a fight. We know we're, we're in it, and it's it's difficult. And I, I think if we didn't acknowledge that, then we would probably say that coming together every Sunday to remember what we remember as the Lord's table and to take in Jesus, it's, you know, this is what we need because life is a struggle. Um. Even, even our relationship with God, man, it's, it's a struggle at times, isn't it? And faith, there's this idea of faith as just believing in Jesus. But even when we believe in Jesus, when we do have faith, there are times that we just really just struggle to make that the whole direction and purpose of our lives. So that's the idea. You know, we have to grow and mature in our faith. And part of growing and maturing comes from the struggle that we have therein. So, when we come every Sunday, can you imagine not having the Lord's Supper? To me, this is, it's its the moment when we, we are here, and it is the moment that we slow down, and we say, Jesus. And we can think about Jesus. And no matter what has been going on this week or even this morning, whatever may have happened or been, whether you've just been struggling through work, whether you have struggled with pain, whether you have suffered a loss, whether you have suffered or or experienced a great victory and you feel like you are on top of the world, it doesn't matter, you get here and we are humbled and lifted up at the same time, because we know that Jesus is the one who died for me. And no matter how great things are going, I'm humbled to remember that there is somebody who died for me, and without him I'm lost and everything is in vain. And no matter how bad things have been, we're here to remember that Jesus is the one who died on the cross so that I could be helped up out of the miry clay. He died for me. And so none of the other difficulties matter and so it's a, it's an acknowledgement at the at the table where there's some acknowledgement of life is a struggle it's a struggle to stay humble and it's a struggle to just stay faithful and focused and there's a we have a struggle with faith a struggle with life and the part of that is is wrestling with things wrestling with God wrestling with the the good book and That is not a bad thing, and I think as we look at Thomas today, we're going to see that it's not a bad thing, and we're reminded every Sunday when we come here that, hey, no matter what you've been going through, Jesus is patient, and he is always going to be faithful, and no matter what you're going through, he welcomes you, and he says, I'm there for you. I died for you, so don't give up. Don't give up. Keep trusting me, keep growing, keep learning, keep letting me work in your lives. That's the work of the Spirit in our lives to help us keep growing and getting better to become more and more like Jesus. And on that final day, praise be to God, he's going to finish his good work. So he who began a good work in you, he will perform it or carry it on to completion until the day of Christ. And on that final day, he's going to change us. And we're going to be made, and somehow, I don't know what that means, but we're going to somehow be made into the very image of Christ. And that is a wonderful and beautiful thing. And so until then, we're wrestling, struggling, we're involved in this fight in life. And so just keep turning back to God in the midst of it. Turn to Jesus. It's normal. And... um you know, sometimes when we struggle, we feel like, well, I'm the only, you know, <laughs> nobody else knows what I'm going through. No, yeah, I, you're, you're right. Everybody's thinking the same thing. They're struggling too and thinking nobody else knows what I'm going through. So yeah, you're you're right. and But actually, you're completely wrong. Because <laughs> we all struggle. And it's normal. It's okay. And Jesus is patient. So we see that today. And I encourage you to just... Almost, yeah, part of this life is just embracing that fact that, that that there is this wrestling that we have through life. But you just keep fighting and getting. That's how we grow stronger: is wrestling and fighting and working. You uh, exercise those muscles to make them stronger um, physically. Same true spiritually. Thomas is our example of wrestling with faith, and so we turn to the to the open up. Your, keep your Bibles open to where we just read John chapter twenty. Um, and it's verses 19 through 23. I just want to highlight what was already read. This is the resurrection Sunday at the beginning of this, this passage. Jesus had appeared to a couple folks already. Um, he has appeared to the women at the garden, to Mary Magdalene. She, he has, he has appeared to Peter. He has appeared to the two on the road to Emmaus. And now he, comes into this place where there is a gathering of all the apostles, right? There are 11 now, not 12. Judas, um, at this point, has hung himself. And so there are 11 apostles. And we get this impression at first, and if you read the other Gospels, you get the impression all 11 are there. But John's going to clarify that one wasn't. So it's Resurrection Sunday. It's even, in the evening. The doors have been shut. They are locked. There's probably a big big board across the inside of that door to make sure and it's they're probably fearful they're you know it's just nighttime anyhow it's probably what they do but the door is locked and then Jesus appears Jesus appears to all the apostles and it does uh, it is mentioned in John that except for Thomas except for Thomas all of them except Thomas Thomas is not there, and then verses twenty four through twenty five. I want to read those again. But Thomas, one of the twelve, called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples were saying to him, "We have seen the Lord." But he said to them, "Unless I see in his hands the imprint of the nails, and put my finger into the place of the nails, and put my hand into his side, I will." not believe so on the outline notice it says um, thomas's words unless i see i will not not believe <laughs> um, there is a double negative if you go back to the greek there's a double negative and it's two different words for not and you know for us a double negative is well you put a double negative that makes a positive right so so he's saying i will believe that's how English speaking, but no. In that in their language and their culture, if you wanted to emphasize something, if you want to say, I will not, you could say, I will not believe. But if you wanted to say, I absolutely will not believe, you say, I will not, not believe. No, not believe. So he is, it's emphasis. They could, here is one place in scripture where I know you can actually, they didn't use punctuation, but he could have put, they could have put an exclamation point at the end of verse number 25. I will not believe. They could have italicized not. They could have underlined not. I will not believe unless I get my, I see it and I touch it. That's what he was saying. Man, I can't, you know, and what was going through his mind, we call him doubting Thomas. I didn't refer to him here on, on the paper. Is this scripture doesn't say that? But he, he is doubting. He is unbelieving. However you want to characterize it, he doesn't want to believe. He's struggling with one, being able to believe. Here he is. These these guys he's been walking around with for three years, and they're all telling him something. No, we saw it. What do you mean? You, you are saying you can't believe? No, and he's just I just he can't wrap his mind around it. Somebody who has died. He knows Jesus died and he just said, I, I can't believe. My mind won't let me believe whatever is going through him. He says, I will not believe unless there is proof. I can't. Man, you talk about rest. Do you think he wanted to believe? <laughs> I would assume so. Did you think of the words that Jesus had said, that I will rise again? Was that striking through him? He said it. Maybe I should. Believe. I don't know what was going through his mind, but he said, I, unless I see, unless I touch, unless I put my finger in the holes, unless I put my whole hand into the, the hole in his side, I absolutely will not believe. I can't. Man, you talk about struggling with faith, with belief, and he's going to have this whole week. Where he's going through this, you know. I could, you know, what would you be doing if you were in that, in the shoes of Thomas, struggling? Would you be saying, all right, Jesus, if you're alive, you can show up to me. You popped up in their room. Why don't you come to me in, in my room during the week, you know. But so here he is a whole week later. And it's kind of like he's put this challenge down. Uh, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I don't know if he's a, you know, I can't believe, I know I'm not going to believe, but he's, he's put the challenge there. He said it, not unless I put my, unless I see it, unless I touch and feel it, I won't believe. And then on to 26. After his, or after eight days, and a comment for eight days, again, there is a, here's the a language difference. This is saying exactly a week later. They would count every eight days later for them. They would count the day that they started from. So eight days later, this is Sunday to Sunday. This is what we would call seven days later. It's a week. So a week later, this is the Lord's day that they are gathered together again. So after eight days, his disciples were again inside and Thomas with them. Jesus came. The doors having been shut, and stood in their midst and said, just like he did the other time, Peace be with you. The, a common greeting, but when it comes from Jesus, it takes on so much more meaning. He didn't just say things, did he? Peace. Shalom. He just, I want you guys to have life and wholeness and prosper and everything i want you to be well and filled and joyous and you know he is that that word peace it just can be right with god and right with man and just it's the full life it's the right life it's the good life peace be with you and that's what jesus offers and man we come together on sunday and and remember what Jesus has done, and this is the Lord's day, and you start when this is this is where you first start seeing. Oh, now we're getting a picture of what the Lord's day is, and that's a that's a um, a reference that's only called the Lord's day in Revelation chapter one. So John, the one who is writing here, the, he survives for a long time, and he's writing Revelation much later in his life, and he he says uh, he was caught up in the Spirit on the Lord's Day. I think chapter 1, verse 7, maybe maybe later on. But it's there. The Lord's Day. And we're already seeing that this Resurrection Sunday, this is when people were gathering. This is when Jesus shows up. Maybe they gathered the other nights before, but this is when Jesus shows up at the very least. He's there on Resurrection Sunday. A week later, he shows up on Sunday again. This is the Lord's Day. And today we, we continue to meet on the Lord's Day. Don't miss this meeting. You all are, are faithful, and we need to encourage others to be faithful to this meeting because we need to be here. And just think Thomas wasn't there that previous Sunday, he wasn't there on, the, on Resurrection Sunday, and he missed seeing Jesus. I know how many of us. Especially when you think about our communion feast. And we're not here, and we miss seeing Jesus. And oh, so, you know, I have dealt with so many people since I've worked here these past something, something years. That, man, when they can't be here on Sunday, boy, they miss seeing you all. They miss seeing the church, but they miss seeing Jesus. They love being with God's people. We love being with God's people. This is where we want to be. This is where we, this is the Lord's day, and this is what the Lord's people do on the Lord's day. We get together and we remember Jesus. The Lord's day is so very important. So here it is the Lord's day. The the week after the resurrection, Jesus shows up appears like that behind the closed doors again. And he offers peace. Verse 27. Then he said to Thomas, Reach here with your finger and see my hands. And reach here your hand and put it into my side. And do not be unbelieving, but believing. Jesus he's. I, I don't suspect there was a lot of conversation that took place that wasn't recorded and that, that happens. You can't write everything down, right? The Holy Spirit can't give us every single detail. We couldn't handle it all. We'd get distracted with the details, but I don't suspect that when Jesus showed up that the other apostles said, Oh Jesus, look, here's here. Thomas is here and in last week. After you left, we we spoke with Thomas, and he said that he wouldn't believe. And he said he wasn't going to believe unless he could see it and and touch it and feel it. And boy, you should have heard him talking. No, they didn't have to say that. Jesus shows up, and he directs his attention to the one who is struggling, to the one who is doubting. And he doesn't come out and say, Thomas, I... I I know I heard you didn't see me, but I was I was there, and I was I could hear. I'd always know. I know all things. But he did. He he kind of lets him know that he heard. You didn't have to tell him. Thomas didn't have to say. Oh wait wait wait! I'm over here. I wasn't here last week. I missed class, and so I need to get caught up on the assignment. Yeah, he didn't do that. Just Jesus turns to him and he says, Thomas, I heard your challenge and here I am. Look, see, reach out and touch, feel, and do not be unbelieving, but believing. And it's just one more picture of in all of the gospels jesus is always dealing with people and their faith and trying to say just believe trust me come and trust and believe and know that i want what i'm telling you is real and true and just listen and do what i say and believe in me and you'll have life And he's always inviting people in. And here's just one more example of somebody who is struggling with faith. And he comes gently and he says, It's me. Believe. Believe. Be filled with faith. Be filled with belief. And Thomas, verse 28, Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. Can you imagine that? That whole week just struggling and wrestling. What did they say? I, I, I got to believe him. No, I can't believe him. I got to see it. It can't be true. It has to be true. But You know, he's struggling, wrestling, fighting. What a horrible week he must have had. Joyous, drop. you know, I don't know what he went through. But when he saw Jesus, he didn't, it doesn't seem he actually said, All right, Jesus, I see you. That's test number one. Now let me give test number two. You still could be an apparition. Let me reach in and touch that side. And because I, I just think maybe those holes are, are fake. Is that real? I don't know. Let me, let me no, just seen and hearing jesus it's all he needed and when he saw jesus he says my lord and my god he doesn't just say jesus you're alive he acknowledges jesus as the lord as the one who is the master really the master the the lord over all the universe and he says my god he acknowledges you are god you are god That's what I see. You know, just uh, show us the way, show us the Father. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Thomas is saying, I know it now. You are the way, the truth, the life. You are the one. You are, by looking at you, you have shown us the Father. You are God. When Thomas saw, he believed. And he believed he was looking at God. And this is really the the gets right back to it cuz last week we were talking about what was the book of John all about and we went back to chapter 1 it's it's by you know that the word was made flesh and dwelt among us and by by us being able to see that we would be able to see that he was God we could see God you look at Jesus you see God that's what this book is all about and that's what Thomas does he This is the Gospel of John. It presents a portrait of Jesus and the reader is to wrestle with the question then, when I see Jesus, do I see God? Here's the last example in the midst of a bunch when when Jesus is presented in this Gospel of John. When Jesus is presented to Thomas, Thomas responds, by now I see and I believe. I believe. My Lord and my God, I believe in you. And we are challenged with that same thing. Do we believe? And for Christians, that comes across as, you know, if I really believe, you know, then what what are some of the things I'm struggling with during the week? What am I struggling with in life, and should I be? Am I letting Jesus guide me and direct me every moment of every day? And it's not just a Sunday morning thing. This gets me focused, and it directs everything I do in my life. it affects how i work, how i speak, it affects how i interact with people, it affects how i think. When i see Jesus, do i see God? Am i really acknowledging that Jesus was God and he is directing and guiding my life? Of course for the for the ones who are not, if you're here today and you're not a Christian, you haven't made that step of faith and confessed him as my Lord and God. Then then that Question presents to you in a whole different way. It's, am I willing to follow him? Christians have already said I'm willing to follow him. He is my Lord, my God. He's the Master. I'm going to do what he says. And now we just have to reevaluate and struggle with, am I doing it? Um, and we 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 wrestle with, am, am I knowing him like I should? Am I giving him my full devotion like I should? And this idea of reading scripture is that's partly. Some of the design of that and the thought, we need to be in the Word of God. We need to wrestle with what is here so that we can truly know God. Not all of you know, the Word of God, so much of it, I love it. It's so easy to know Jesus and to know who He is. But yet there's some things in here that aren't so easy and it keeps us challenged and digging in and struggling with it. Wrestling with some of the concepts and ideas that are here. And by wrestling with it and struggling with even the very Word of God, we grow. That's how we grow. So when you see Jesus, do you actually see God? Are you actually acknowledging Him? Are you saying, My Lord and my God? Verse 29. I love how Jesus responds to Him and transitions to another thought. Jesus said to him, because you have seen me, have you believed? Blessed are they who did not see and yet believed. And apparently there were already some who hadn't seen Jesus and they believed. But we also in our time period, in our hey, we haven't seen either. And we believe. I, I look at this and I, I hear Jesus saying, Hey, Eric, you didn't see. You weren't there like Thomas. Thomas doubted. And he had to see to believe. But Eric, you had faith to believe even though you hadn't literally seen the figure in the form of me on that week after resurrection day. And you believe. Blessed are you, Eric. And, and to every believer in here, blessed are you. You have chosen to believe. You have wrestled. And that's part of the, 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 the joy of you know just making the confession of faith, being immersed into Christ, is that you wrestled with this. And you, you didn't just believe because somebody told you, hey, there's a guy named Jesus, and uh, you have to be... Baptized into him, and then you'll live forever in heaven someday, and that's all of what religion and faith is really like. Nobody says that. What we say is, here is the truth, Jesus presents the truth, and he calls to you to believe. And he asks you to consider that though you've never seen him, he is real. And he calls you to believe. He asks you to believe these words that have been handed down for hundreds of years. And you have to wrestle with this and decide, is it really true? And when you look at it and wrestle with it, and you hear people that are naysayers, no, that can't be real. You've got to believe in science. You've got to believe in this. You've got to believe in that. Where well, there are all kinds of ways to heaven. Whatever, whatever else is out there, you've got to wrestle with. But is this it? You know, you've gone through, and is there a God period? You have to wrestle with that. I, I always, with this concept, I go back to sitting at that desk, 7th, uh, 8th grade, supposed to be working on my homework and putting the pencil down. You know, that would roll nice and easy. Um, But, you know, flat side, so it wouldn't just do it on its own, but make it nice and easy with a pencil. God, if you're there, if you're there, just make it roll nice and easy. God, just show me. Prove it, God, that you're there. Prove it. He never moved that pencil, but I came through it believing I suspect many of you here went through a time when you wrestled and maybe even recently and maybe you're, maybe you're saying, man, I, Eric, I had a time like I was 40 years old when I went through that. I grew up in the church and then it hit 40 and then all of a sudden, man, is it real? Yeah, it's wrestling. And you struggle with that, but you search and you keep praying in the midst of it. And you, you keep, you know, that, that wrestling with God. Come on, God, just show me, help me, you know. I, I remind you of that guy that um, uh, he, he came to Jesus and he said, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. Help me. Struggling, wrestling with faith. And Jesus says, blessed are you. When you believe and yet you didn't see me you're blessed. Goodness will come to you. God shines his face upon you. You will live eternally with him someday, but even beyond even before that, not beyond that, before that. He is going to work in your life now and transform you into the very image of Jesus. That's a neat thing, a neat and wonderful promise. Blessed are they who did not see and yet believed. Blessed are you, church. Jesus pronounces a blessing to us today to believe that a guy, a man lived 2,000 years ago and he died and was put in a grave and then he came back to life. Blessed are you for believing that. Blessed are you, church. And it seems that even John, as he writes this, Led by the Holy Spirit, but he used, you know, the Holy Spirit, John, working together somehow. And they write, they take this moment of dealing with Thomas to turn it directly on anybody who happens to be reading this. In verses 30 through 31, still in John 20, therefore is what the uh, New American Standard says. Therefore, I think yours might say now or some other words, but it transitions directly to this thought. And it almost sounds like the end of the book. This is it, it, you read this, and a lot of people call chapter twenty-one like an appendum, a, a an addition, or something. I don't know, it, but it just it seems like you almost have two endings of this book. But here is it seems you read this, and you feel like it's the ending. Therefore. Many other signs Jesus also performed in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book, but these have been written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. And that by believing you may have life in his name. John saying, man, I want, I want what Thomas went through. I want you to go through that. Man, he was struggling and Jesus, he's come back to life. That would... Only God. That could only be God. That I don't know what you're. That's not possible. You know. But then he saw, and he believed. My Lord and my God, you are God. By seeing Jesus, he knew he was seeing God. And so now it's turned to you. And John says, these, all this stuff has been written so that you can consider and you can wrestle with it and you can struggle with it. If you're willing, if you're willing to say my Lord and my God like Thomas came to you, and if you're willing to believe, you will have life. That's what I want for you. I want Jesus to come into your life. This is what this book is saying. I want you to believe so that you may have life in his name. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. You're not going to get answers you're not going to get peace, you're not going to get hope or joy anywhere else. But in this guy who died for you, you find it all. Believe. Be not unbelieving, but believe. And if you're still wrestling and struggling with that, don't don't give up the fight. Don't give up the struggle. Wrestle with it some more and then believe, believe. In church, you keep wrestling and struggling with things and with life and with concepts and struggling in prayer, struggling with God when difficult and bad things happen and why, 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 and all this stuff on earth is often like that. And it comes down to, all right, believe. Jesus is it. All the other junk is junk. Even the good junk out there is just junk compared to Jesus. Believe in him. So the challenge, I don't know how well this is worded or thought out. It just, hopefully there's a challenge in the midst of this for you um, and maybe I shouldn't have called it a challenge, I should have called wrestle with this, right? Something to wrestle with. It's always a challenge, it is a wrestling Say, but, but with Jesus as your Lord and God, all you who are believers out here, you will struggle at times with faith, with what to do, with what to think, with what to believe, with, with life, with why, with this, that, with disappointment. There are all kinds of struggles in life, and they all affect our faith. So that's all, there are struggles with faith. But accept those times as opportunities to grow and mature and let the Spirit work in you so that you can become more like Jesus. Don't run from struggle. Accept it. Face it. Don't turn with fear and run away. Just trust Jesus. And smile. Look to heaven and say, help me. I need your help. And for anybody who's not a Christian today, the encouragement, the challenge to you is to look to the Bible to see Jesus. Look to Him and don't hesitate to declare. Yeah, I know you got to wrestle with it. But come to that point when you know it's the right thing. Don't hesitate to declare, my Lord and my God, I need you. And you're the one there's nowhere else to turn to. If you need to give your life today, if you are a soul that is in need of the Savior, give up your own life and give it to Him today. We can share with you how to do that and what to do. If you need to respond, come now as we stand together and sing.